If you're an average player, you want to be left alone, right? Because you want to be able to slide by. If you're a good player, you want to be coached. If you're a great player, you want the coach to tell you the truth every day. Did I hustle on that play? Did I make the right read? Did I play the guy with the right leverage? You want to know every play. Because you know why? They want to be perfect. Everybody here makes a choice to do one of those three things. Welcome to the GOAT Consulting Podcast, a podcast dedicated to people striving to be a GOAT, the greatest of all time, serving it up in a way that you can get it in all stages of life. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the GOAT Consulting Podcast. I am not Colby Jubinville. I am John Byers. Okay. Thank <laughs> you. And we, we are, however, still in VCE Studios here in beautiful Nashville, Tennessee, and uh, the table looks a little different today uh, to my right, left, <laughs> across ahead, the table, straight, yeah, across straight the ahead. Table. We've got the one that dons the crown of the goat empire, Tyler Burnett. Thanks for being here with us today. Super excited about having a couple of fresh faces with us today. I know, and one not so fresh face. Well, it's fresh, got... but not super fresh. <laughs> yeah, we... Colby, Colby is on PTO, and he told me he is planning world domination, so we look forward to hearing how those notes are going and how we're going to take over the world in new ways when he rejoins us, but I certainly miss his face. But in his place, maybe not his place, but in, I'm in coming the, for you, Colby. at the table, at the table, <laughs> we have a uh, certainly no stranger to the Goat Consulting Podcast. New last name since the last we right. episode. We have, we have Miss Rachel Smith, Leighton Smith, is, yes. as some may know her. Um, she was our very first guest we ever had on the show. So it kind of seemed to make sense. If we had a, if we ever needed a co-host, if I get run over by a bus, <laughs> maybe, you know, Rachel can try to fill the, fill the shoes. I'm going to have to really work on my dad jokes to fill your shoes. Oh, wow. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> and you're fresh from Vegas, by the way, yes, right? Yeah, just Accepting big awards out there. Yep, and... Got to talk about uh, the beverage industry and some of the things I do, so... She's just a little traveler. <laughs> she is. Well, I can tell you, we have a very, very exciting show today. I cannot wait to introduce you to our friend, Walter Carr. But let me just say this. This is the Goat Consulting Podcast. It's a podcast dedicated to those that are striving to be a goat, the greatest of all time, in their own life, business, and relationships. And we do that in a way where we try to bring you a unique perspective, a unique education, and a unique experience, and we try to serve it up in a way that you can get it. And we do that in all stages of life. So in our 20s, where we get into the game, in our 30s, where we move up in the game, in the 40s, where we try to stay in the game, because those 30-year-olds are so damn good, and in this case, the 23-year-old, <laughs> 32, 32, so good. And in your 50s, where you ask yourself, what is it that I really want? So we're going to unpack that a little bit more today. Let me just give a quick nod to our good friends and sponsor, Dev Digital. Uh, Brian Huddleston leads the charge over there. They help bring Nashville to life. They bring energy. Anything you need from a digital platform, they do it. And they give you the freedom to build your business. So check them out at devdigital.com. And by the way, we are now an award-winning podcast. Amazing. We, we have good just boy. this week been uh, recognized by Welp Magazine, a London-based magazine, as one of 2021's top 20 best stage direction podcasts. If you want to know what stage direction is, call oh. Tyler after this, and he will <laughs> fill you in. But um, 
Thank you, Welp Magazine, for that. So here we are. Guys, you okay? God, we're still with just you. Everybody well, let's get to this thing. I'm we're gonna excited. just we're just gonna <laughs> jump right in. Listen, we when when you have such greatness at the table, uh, you don't waste much time more than three minutes and forty seconds. So Walter Carr, <laughs> uh, I, I I gotta tell you, I'm a little giddy because <laughs> I've heard your story, I've followed you the last couple of years. Brian Huddleston, by the way, was a guest. His episode recently dropped with us, and you were his goat during the it. episode. <laughs> and so, you know, we, of the 40-some episodes that we've had, we have only had two guests, and I've only known, I think, maybe three of the goats that have ever been shared. We all share goats on the show. I've ever, only ever known three of the goats, and two of them, I think, have actually been on, and you're the third. So, your story is one that is fascinating, and I, I feel like if I introduce you, I'm going to give way to that, and we want to certainly unpack that whole story and have you share it, but I'm just going to ask that you catch us up. Like, we, we're going to talk about your story, but tell us who you are, tell us where you're from, catch us up on your life story to today. Take a few minutes to do this, and then let me just say one more time, Welcome to the show. You are you are a goat officially, yep. and now you have joined the bosom of the Goat Consulting Podcast family. So Walter Carr, so good to have you. Oh, uh, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, congrats on y'all award being recognized in the magazine. That's a big step. I'm happy for y'all. Thank um, you. thanks for having me. Um, of course, my name is Walter Carr from Birmingham, Alabama. Um, what I've been doing lately now, I just I've done a couple of speaking engagements here and there for different schools, and then till till COVID happened, um, I have right now working on my second degree, get my bachelor's in fitness and wellness. Oh wow! I train a couple of people here and there, try to become a uh, fitness coach or PE coach wherever I can land in school systems. Um, right now I'm currently living in Huntsville, going to school up here, and twenty three years old. Twenty three years old going to be 24 in October. Are you kind originally originally from Birmingham? I'm originally from Birmingham. I have uh, family members in New Orleans from where I came from. Like, they spent some time there, and they came back after Hurricane Katrina. Mm -hmm. But uh, and I originated from Birmingham, but my asset's so strong that people are like, well, you definitely tell you from New Orleans. So I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't yeah, – nobody <laughs> says it like that unless you say you say it right. You say it right. So, yeah. So, that's pretty much what I've been doing. I just – just I'm um, working on different projects, you know, trying to uplift people as much as I can. Started my own Instagram a few months ago. A lot of people tell me I should have started a long time ago. So <laughs> I'm just I'm not much of a social media guy, but I'm trying to get back into it. Just trying to touch people as much as I can. What? Um, so let me say this. So you, what took you to Huntsville? Like you went from Birmingham to Huntsville. Was that just for school? It was just for school. Okay. Just for school. And I'm in my last semester of school. So, so, so you'll yeah. be done with that here by the end of the summer or end of the year? Probably end of the year. Depends how the degree audit goes. Okay. So, gotcha. Once you know how that go, hopefully it's at the end of this year that I'll be done. <laughs> COVID kind of COVID kind of pushed me back. Well, I, I told Brian Huddleston that he was going to join. Invited Brian, and unfortunately, he's in Iceland. As if wow. You know, now you know somebody that's what? gone to Iceland. But wow. he said, make sure Walter knows that we have a job for him here in Nashville, and I want to talk to him. So 
you may be you may be wanting to have a conversation. I know you've probably got a long list of folks that have shared that with you, but yes. um, and I need a health and wellness coach. So <laughs> I need some help. I, I got you. I give y'all me information at the end of the day. Have you ever been to Nashville? I have um once or twice, if I'm not mistaken. I came through Nashville. I don't I can't remember why I came through Nashville, but I came through there. It's just it's been a minute. Okay. I like to travel, so I'm trying to travel more. I'm trying to. Well, it's only a couple hours out. from Huntsville, right? <laughs> yeah, two hours. Yeah. Two hours. Yeah. Yeah. That's not bad. I can take that drive. I can. Yeah. Oh yeah. I can take Pass that. the exit this. with the rocket ship, <laughs> and right. you know, it's just down the road. <laughs> yeah. Well, Walter, uh, so good to have you. One of the ways that we honor our guests is we, we ask them, as we share the definition that we we came up with um, of a goat at the top of every episode, we ask our guests to add to that definition or give us their very own definition of a goat, the greatest of all time, and and would love for you to kind of uh, add your, your spin to that. Well, my definition of goat is like, for me, I tell a lot of people, like, nothing's impossible. Like, you hear that word so many times. And I feel like a goat in myself and other people is we take that word impossible and we crush it because everything is possible. Once you think that you can do it, you can do it. But once you doubt yourself, you can't. So the goat, in my definition, somebody that takes that glass in and just crushes it. Mm. Like, just completely just takes a slush hammer and just, no, we're going to put another one and another one and another one. Like nothing's the limit. So my definition goes to the person that takes limits and just break them and make it unlimited and just keep it driving. I love it. That's cool stuff. I, you know, as we talked a couple of times prior to the episode, one of the things that you shared is when, when, as we talk about your story, you just kind of live and you didn't realize the impact that it would have, it was going to make. And you didn't realize what you were doing was filled as, with what I might call goatness. And that's really, to me, a, a almost adds to that definition of a goat. Like goats don't realize, they're living out of their character, they're living out of their integrity, and they don't realize while it's happening that they're like, the impact that they're going to have. And I probably didn't articulate that well. ordinary is extraordinary. Yeah. 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 Yeah, this, the innate in who they are um, is what makes them a goat. They're not setting out to be a goat. I, I don't think that That's your right. story, you set out that day or that evening um, to get all of this publicity and become recognized <laughs> as a goat, right? And you can tell by your, your facial expressions and um, how humble you are. I think, you know, aside from what you're saying, there's just this really beautiful, humble piece of, of saying, like, I'm just going to crush what's impossible to me. And I'm not focused on an accolade or recognition. I'm just, I'm trying to make sure that everything in my life that I want to accomplish is possible. Yes, yes. So share with yes. us a goat. Share with us a goat, Walter. Yeah, who's when your you, goat? When you think about that definition, somebody that has crushed impossible, shattered that glass ceiling, who, who comes to mind for you? Um, I have many, but um, I talked with Steve Harvey. Um, of mm. course, I know I was on Steve Harvey's show. Um, just growing up watching what he had to go through and not take in that, I say, I guess that ill and just take that and just go with it. Despite the circumstance of what's going on, he takes it and just, and kept going and then help others in what he does and bring passion to other people, laughs, jokes, whatever it be. So that stuck out to me. Cause like growing up, I want to, I want, I always love helping people and see how he helps 
young men when they don't have fathers. He try mm. to give them that father figure and things and so all the things that he's done. So that that and me that stuck with me to drive myself to be even more passionate in helping people and just be me more than I can be anything else. I love Steve Harvey. My kids love Steve Harvey. I mean, I, I'm really disappointed if you could let him know that he needs to bring back the, the – he needs to get back to hosting the show where – I don't even – I can't remember the name. Little – it was with the kids where they did amazing things. What was the show? Walter? Oh, Little Big – I think it was Little, little Big little Shots. Big people? Little, little Big Shots. Yeah. Yeah. It changed hosts and went downhill <laughs> – quick after that but he was so good can you can you text him and ask him to bring that back please you text him for me yeah he should come back i, I loved it well i'm just hosted. gonna i'm gonna ask go ahead and ask this question we got goats to share too but obviously you you joined steve harvey on the show to tell your story and gosh we're, we're giving a lot of anticipation for your story here which it deserves <laughs> but he gave you a trip to granada which was random that specific place but i want to hear about the trip like how was the trip who did you take was it well, awesome I, it was great it was real great it was like phenomenal like it's, it's no it's no way to explain the people was great and i took my girlfriend with me and we just had a blast it was fun we experienced new things how they do things different from how we do things and how they like they don't base their life off technology i guess how we do <laughs> how we do here <laughs> yeah. in america but it's great it just everybody was a fun environment it was just great and because i never heard of grenada so i was like i had it after the episode like, after i was told i was going I had to go search up where's Grenada. And I, was like, oh, <laughs> I did too. Where is it? <laughs> where is it's it? Like, Southern Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> it's a couple hours <laughs> from his house. <laughs> like it's on a little island and it's just, you think it's so small on the map when you get there, it's so big. Really? It's so big and great. So they, they welcomed me in. They didn't want me to leave. They're like, if you're looking for a place to stay when you get up in age, we got houses here for you. I'm just like, I'm like, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> just is it in the Caribbean? Yeah. yeah. So how did you connect with Steve Harvey in the first place? Like, how did that all go down? Your people reached out to his people, you know, that I kind of thing. no clue how it went. <laughs> <laughs> I was just told like, hey, Walter, we got a big surprise for you. I'm like, Another big surprise. How many surprises I'm going to get? Keep them coming. Keep them coming. So they're like, such such want you. This person wants you. And they're like, well, Steve Harvey wants you. I was like, I'm there. I I don't care what day, <laughs> whatever. I'm there. <laughs> like, because it's, it's not that you never get a chance to, like, to meet the person that you admires and you always looked up and analyzed. He was like, to get the opportunity, I said, like, why would I turn it down? And I like thank God for it. And I just like I'm going for it. And wow. again, I don't know how it happened. I think my story got to his team, then the team got to him, and he was like, and it went from there. And I was just grateful to have that opportunity. That's so cool. Well, I think we need to share goats too. Yep. So our our special co-host guest today. Why don't you tee it up? I'm excited to share mine. Um, I was trying to think about, I want to make sure I didn't share any of the same ones I shared last time. You shared so, a few. Yeah. You I had, had a whole list with me because I were, get really excited about this topic. You were the leader hey. in number of goats shared <laughs> as guests. So I still hold still that hold, record. Hold that title. Um, so I'm I brought, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll bow down 
to this one. Um, actually, right now, I think just from a relevance standpoint, but one I'm just like super excited about female athletes in general right now, but Simone Biles is oh, my gosh, goat today. Such a stud. I just, yep. I love her persona and I was thinking about everything that she crushed to become a goat in your, in your definition, you know, the glass ceilings that she broke, she overcame so much adversity and it was reported constantly in the news over the last year, everything that she went through as an athlete, as a female athlete, as a gymnast, um, and everything that happened just in that whole world over the last couple of years that had kind of come to light. It just, she keeps a smile on her face at all times. And she's such a force of positivity that I think it's just so inspiring. And when I look at everything that she continues to accomplish, like, you know, they're really hyping her up Mm -hmm. for this next round of what's getting ready to happen. And I just think about the pressure, the tremendous amount of pressure she must be under as a young person and also to constantly be under the spotlight. Being a gymnast isn't really a lucrative job and everybody sets out to do all different kinds of things, but she represents something so much bigger and the majority of her wealth comes from sponsorships and stuff. So now she's really on a platform where she can tell a story and represent something. I think, you know, just as a a young black female, Mm -hmm. it's a beautiful thing to watch her do how she does it. It's just, you know, incredible to see how inspirational she is, not just to people who are young or gymnasts. I mean, I'm, I'm no, I don't have an athletic gymnast bone in my body as far as like being flexible and jumping off of things. That's not really my forte. Um, but I mean, I'm inspired by just the way she lives her life and the smile she always has on her face. Well, that's a great goat. In fact, I'm going to have to cross her off my uh, list you to do share. Have her written down. Uh, I was not going to share that for this episode, but you, I, you <laughs> couldn't have named a better. I mean, she is such a rock star and I just watched her and I watched her during some of the trials the mm-hmm. other day, like cry yes. with some of her team that didn't do well or did do well. Yep. And just that kind of like connection and empathy. I mean, it just speaks to even more of her incredible talent also. Yeah. Like, She's or that's a part of her talent. Always I present. She's um, very and cool. I think that is a skill all in itself is to be present there at all times. Well done. All right. Go ahead. Um, my goat is going to be somebody that um, – Walter's probably very familiar with, and his name is Luke Marklin, who is the CEO of Bellhops, was the CEO. I I don't know his story today or what the relationship looks like today, but Luke is who called uh, on that phone call that that you reached out where you were starting your first day. And again, we'll unpack that story here in a moment, but Luke ended up, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Walter, but Luke ended up giving you a car, mm-hmm. and also helping to start the GoFundMe page uh, as well. Was he a part of that? I, yes, him and Miss Jenny was part of it. Okay. From so, my understanding, those two was definitely, yes. So, I, and I almost put Jenny as a part of that because I felt like they're kind of a package deal in your story. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Luke, so let's just go ahead and do that. So, we'll add, we'll add Luke and Jenny both as a part of that, but really such a big part of his story. Yours, Walter, and, and I think they are, they are worthy of being um, – raised up in that and what they were able to do. So they're my goats for this episode. Obviously you are the goat of the episode, (laughs) but as we try to expand that list us a little bit more, they belong on it too. So I'm with Marklin and Jenny. I'm going to go back to the sports realm and uh, I'm going to go the black Mamba, Kobe Bryant. Oh, my my player. And I'm going to do that for a numerous reasons. Number one, following behind another goat, MJ, 
had to be a yep. incredibly tough task. Yeah. Um, him working out at three o'clock in the morning and at nine o'clock at night and everywhere in between and just the work that he put in and going above and beyond and, and making the ordinary for him extraordinary. Um, just so many things that he's done too with, with the facilities that he did and helping kids and, and all of that. So, um, that's why I'm going to go with Kobe Bryant. Well done. I love it. What a, what a great set of goats we have today. Yes. I had I had four I had four written down too I didn't know Me where too. to go with like, it. Um, <laughs> I had like so many like who I'm gonna choose. <laughs> Kobe was definitely on my list. Kobe was definitely on my list as one of the goats because I like it like you said his work ethic. Well, one of his one of his comments he made one time too, and they he played through injuries a lot. And one thing people ask him, you know, why didn't you just take all week off and get get healed? He said, you know, what if what if that family had saved up for three years to come watch me play? Right. And the I fact that, that wow. that's that empathy that he had for yeah. everybody else around him, and it's just what makes him a goat. Yeah, I watched, um, it's called The Last Dance, right? The documentary. The Michael Jordan one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I watched that, and afterwards my husband was like, okay, you cannot watch sports documentaries at night anymore. <laughs> I was so jacked up oh, after yeah. watching that. You can't that. not be. Oh, I felt like be? I could just go shoot, like, a slam dunk a ball. I've never done it in my <laughs> life, but I was just so jacked after watching his story and just how he lived his life was cool. Well, Walter, I say we just go ahead and dive right into your story. Sometimes just because we like to keep this as a quick cast, we may pause the episode, start the back half of the conversation, but we're just going to dive right in if you're cool with that. Absolutely. Okay. Um, I would love for you, I think we've we've led up to a lot, we've shared, we've talked about your story so many times and said those words so far in the, the few minutes we've been chatting. Tell us where it started. Like, kind of walk us through, you're, you've very artistically painted this picture of you as you've shared this story several times as I've watched it. So I can't wait to hear it live, but tell us, tell us where it started and, and uh, catch us up on that. Well, where it started, uh, I was looking for jobs and I just, for some reason, couldn't get one. So I was on ED and, and what, what year, come- what year was this was, 20, I'm not mistaken, 2018, it's been That's what I thought. I think yeah. 2018, June, so about 13. three years ago, yeah. Yeah, about three years ago now. And I was looking for a job. And a week prior for that, I was only in this bad house job popped up for $20, $25 an hour. I was like, that sounds wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> so I put, I put the application in. And then with Bear, with Luke, the way he has it set up, which is nice, they have the interview questions there. And you have to answer. You have to record yourself in the background. That's like, it's as long as it's not noise and it's white, whatever background it is. If you answer the questions and everything, and you submit it, and no story, I literally took me 16 minutes. Like I took 16 videos before I submitted the video <laughs> for the oh. application because I was trying to make sure it was absolutely perfect so I can get the job. And then a few days later, they called me and said, "Hey, like your interview, you hired. When can you start?" I'm like, well, I can start <laughs> today, today. Yeah. <laughs> if you wanted me to. And this like, was well, for a, a move. It's a moving company. A moving company. Yeah. yeah. So it was like, well, hold on, let's get some other stuff done. But we just want to let you know that you <laughs> you hired. Yeah. But we give you a call when a job is coming open. I said, okay, sounds good. And that Wednesday or Thursday they called, and it was like, can you work tomorrow morning? Yeah. I'm like, yes, I can. I said, what time do you need me to be there? It's eight, but you want to be there by seven. 15, 20 minutes early 
well, 15 minutes early so mm-hmm. you can meet the team and get a feel out how the house is. I said, it sounds good. I'll be there. I'll probably be there 30 minutes early because I like to come early anyway. That's just me. Oof. I always show up before everybody else do. I won't get the first. You had no idea how how uh, painful that extra 15 minutes might <laughs> might have been at the time when you said when you committed. <laughs> right. So that day, that night, was they, that it's almost the even night. Uh, I was going to go get something to eat, and the car did not want to start. I said, all days, you choose today not to start? <laughs> <laughs> so me and the car literally having a conversation, like, can you please just start for this? <laughs> just for tomorrow? <laughs> so we, Haven't we all had that conversation with yes, our car in the past? Yes. Yeah. Let's get through this moment. So, then, so at that point, I started thinking, okay, all right, that's not going to stop me. I'll start calling and testing people. Like, hey, can you give me a ride to work tomorrow? It's, it's such such this place. It's saying, you know, it's not that far. I pay you back when I can. Some people called, but they couldn't do it. They had to work at the same time frame. Some people didn't ever call back or text back. So I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. And I was telling my girl, like, baby, I'm going to have to figure out something because my car worked. And she was in school at the time frame. We both were in school. But in that time frame, she had a class and a test that day. So I'm like, I'm not going to put that stress on you to take me there. And then try to rush back and get ready for your test for school. I figured it out. So I was sitting there like, I got maps. Let me see how far of a drive it is to Pelham from home where I stayed at that time frame. And it was like 30 minutes. I thought, oh, that's, that should be bad. It should be a long walk. Well, I was so wrong. It went from 30 <laughs> minutes to seven hours and 25 minutes. Of a walk. I'm like, who? I'm like, how you go from 30 minutes to seven hours? How? I'm like, no, stop. This, this, I said, this GPS don't know me. I'm going to crush that. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat seven hours for sure. <laughs> right. I said, they don't know me. I walk fast. So <laughs> <laughs> I took me, I ate and took me a little nap. Of course, my girlfriend was not okay with me walking like that. I was like, well, I got to get there. There's nothing going to I promised them. I'm a person. If I tell you I'm going to do something and I gave my word, I keep my word and I'm going to do it. I said, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. So I say 11 something going on midnight. I took off walking. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I had an iPhone. So iPhones died pretty fast. So I had to keep kind of all kind of off to see how far I was. So did that. I don't think I regret was not bringing some water, something to drink, and something to eat on the way there. Yeah. Bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> I had a baseball. Yeah, you needed a car bloat a little bit for that, that, yeah. that seven hour workout. Yeah. Right. So then I grabbed was my wallet, my phone, of course. Um, my pocket knife, just in case I ran into a stray dog. But I love animals. So I didn't want to hurt an animal. So <laughs> I ran into pocket a stray knife. dog. <laughs> stray dog is the one, you know, predator that you're really concerned about. I mean, there's so right. many others. Other but things, but the stray dog is the one you like. <laughs> you I can't get away from it. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't want to hurt it. So I had a ball that just kept me going while I was going. So as I'm walking, now, I got jogging pants on, got a shirt that comes down to right here. Bad idea for a hot summer that's, that year. I don't know what I was thinking, but the grass was high. So if I didn't have it, i have been in trouble because that grass was high I was walking through. Mm. And I get up to this, going up this hill. I'm dodging cars, cars dodging me because you can't see me. I don't have a reflector thing on. And what time is this approximately? By this time, it's probably 1 o'clock in the morning now, 1 or okay. 2 and I come across a dog, and I hear something jiggling in the background, but I'm like, I can't see it, because now it's like, it's a mile between 
Then there's street lights. And I'm thinking, okay, I can't see what it is. What I'm going to do, the street light is like a half a mile up. So what's what you're going to do? You're going to stay here, keep walking slow, or you're going to take off, get that light, see what's going on. So I took off to the light. Just, just, ah, and I just hit the dangle. I'm like, whatever this is, it's fast. <laughs> <laughs> so I get to a light, and I realize it's a dog that I came across earlier in somebody's yard. It was a friendly dog. And I guess it, it had a hole in the fence that it got from under. So I could tell a friend because I called to come here and it came. So I just threw the ball down the hill. It chased it. I kept going. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, I'm going to go this way while you go down that way. Yep. And then I got to a, a certain spot where I sit because my legs was thriving. Because I get to a point, if I slowed down, I ran it. Like I run a mile, jog a mile speed walk one mm. if i feel like i stopped for 10 seconds i'm like okay that 10 seconds has cost me two minutes now i'm gonna run this next mile to get me back where i need to be and my list was just like my guy we we, we need a break so i said <laughs> okay but i'm gonna give you a break for right now so i wasn't paying attention there was a bank behind me the region's banks were behind me and i was sitting on the curve right in the front of the region's bank so at the time the police officer pulled by and I, I don't think he recognized or saw me fully, so he had to cut around. So in my mind, I said, either he saw me or he didn't see me, so he's going to backtrack and see if he saw me or not. So at that time frame, when I saw him go across the bank, I said, yeah, he saw me. So I was trying to get up. So I got up. In my mind, once I saw him come across around the bank, I said, he going to cut the lights on. And literally, in, in my head, I counted to five seconds. And when I got to one, he cut his lights on. In oh, wow. my mind, I said, I'm just like, I didn't think, at that time, I didn't think negative. I was like, what well, I said, I took it as God saying, okay, you did your best. You know, we'll get another job opportunity. You made it this far, but it's time to go home. That's why I looked at it at first. Mm. And then all the negative thoughts came in. What did I do wrong? What's going on? Then I looked at the bank. I said, oh, I'm in front of this bank. That's probably mm. a bad look. I'm, <laughs> I not. It's 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm sitting in front of the bank. That's not a good thing. Yeah. So he pulls over. We talking. He's like, "What's going on?" I said, "It's gonna sound real crazy." But I'm walking. <laughs> I'm walking. I'm sure that's the first time he's heard day. that. <laughs> it was. He's like, "I've never heard somebody say they walk into their first day of the job." Said he said, "When did you leave?" And that time frame, two other cops and separate cars pulled up. So now it's like, "Oh gosh," I'm like, "Okay, got three cops here. This ain't looking good for people that's passing by now." I was like, "Okay," so they just like. For anything else, she was like, what did you, when did the time did you start, when did you, did you start walking? I was like, well, I left around close to midnight. They're like, midnight? I'm like, yes. He said, where you coming from? I said, came from home. At this time frame, I was in Pelham, but I was still so far from where I needed to be. Yeah. And the officer, one officer, no something before we talk about anything else. When the, when the last time you asked, I ate about seven, eight last night. He said, you pretty much walked that off. Before we talk about anything else, let's go get something to eat. Hmm. I wasn't expecting that. I was like, okay. What like he already have a Whataburger? I think it's Whataburger they took me to. I was just like, no, never heard of it. And he's like, <laughs> you love their breakfast. I was like, hey, open at this time frame. It's, it's two o'clock in the morning. I was like, okay. <laughs> at that time frame, I didn't have much money. And I was like, I just paid my bills, my rent, so I'm short on cash. And I told him, I said, well, I'm just gonna get something small to put on my stomach because I don't have the money to pay for it. The officer said, order whatever you want. It's on us. Get you breakfast, wow. get you some lunch for later, get you some drink, and get you a drink for later. And they're like, sit down and eat. We're going to come up with a strategy. 
And us sitting there talking in the 15, 20 minutes, we got to know each other, family members, kid, wow. how the kids doing, how I'm in school, how they admire me, because they're like, well, I will not walk <laughs> to my first day of the job. I'm going to call yeah. off what he said for you to do that and kept your word. They were just in awe. So they came up with a strategy to drop me off. Not in the neighborhood, because then they're like, well, we will get a phone call saying somebody walk around the neighborhood. It's still too early. We're going to drop you off in a place where you can still rest. People can see you in this light. So mm. people want to keep dodging you at the last second. And then we go radio. He's like, I radio my good friend that's patrolling that area to look out for you. And wow, no story. Once he dropped me off at the church, I'm sitting there relaxed. He's like, well, you leave at this time frame. You should get there exactly at 8. I'm like, no, I want to be there before everybody else. So I'm like, okay. I sat there for me. I looked at the phone again. I got 25% left. My phone's going to go dead. How far am I? I'm like, it's another 30 minutes. I said, no, some. I'm going to take off. I'm going to take off. I think it's another 30, 45 minutes. I said, I'm going to take off. I still want to beat everybody there. That's just my depth. That's just me. I want to always be mm. the first one on scene. So I get there. I'm start walking. At that point, I finished my drink. So I saw a trash can threw it away. Kept going. I'm just walking. At this point, it's a two-lane road. The speed limit, like, 55. People fly past me. At that time frame, I was a little guy, so I wasn't the biggest guy. <laughs> so the wind just pushing me around. I was like, man, this is not <laughs> safe for me. <laughs> and then, like, two other cops, cars pulled up, like, are you good? Oh we gosh. heard about you walking the neighborhood. We try to make sure you fine. So yes, I'm fine. It's like, how far are you? I said, I don't know. My phone's going dead, trying to save the battery as I can so I can clock in on my app for my phone wow. and everything. So they kept going. They kept checking on me. So I got like two more miles and the cop, I can't remember his name, his buddy finally, I guess finally pulled, like finally came through the neighborhood and he came and picked me. He said, are you Walter? I'm like, yes, sir. He's like, well, get in. You finna be early for work, an uh, hour early for work. I said, that sounds great for me. I was trying to be early <laughs> <Wow>. anyway. <laughs> so he texted, to, I, t- I tell him the address where to go. And he goes to Miss Jenny's house at the time frame that she was living in. And Walter, I'm, I'm going to ask you to pause right there because I, I was hoping maybe we could get to the to the door before you knocked sure. on it and you got to meet Jenny. And we're just going to, if you'll hang out with us, we like mm-hmm. to keep our podcast, we like to call them a quick cast. So if people drive to and from work and listen to it, um, we're going to wind this thing down. If you'll hang out with us, I think we certainly want to hear, and our audience certainly wants to hear the back half of this story. Um, And so, guys, uh, stick around. This is Walter Carr, GOAT, and uh, now in the GOAT family of guests and a part of this podcast for John, for Tyler, for Rachel, and for Colby. We'll see you next time on the GOAT Consulting Podcast. (laughs) Boom. Boom.